Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Plymouth do get us underway. Attacking the covered end in the first half. Charlton attacking the Jimmy Seed, where a decent number of Plymouth fans have made the trip eastwards. Claire just uh, looked like he might have impeded trying to get to that, but Charlton have it anyway. Ball into Stockley, gets his head there, tipped away. Raksaki on his debut! Scores for the Addicts! Charlton were looking for the foul initially when Claire tried to nip in for the challenge. Referee waved it on, the ball into the box, looking for Stockley, got his head there, keeper saved it, and then Raksaki following it in, what a way to mark your debut. What a way indeed, Tell. And Plymouth guilty of overplaying. His head, and it's over Gillespie's head as well, and he has to go back to his goalkeepers under pressure from Fraser. Ball out is slightly risky. Can Stockley get there? He can. Jaden Stockley for Charlton takes a touch, looks for options, looks towards the far post. Charlie Kirk, oh, is that a hand? Yes, yes it, it is. is. Charlton with the penalty. Charlie Kirk's shot is blocked by a hand. I think it was Wilson. It's a red card as and well. And it'll be a red card. Plymouth down to 10, and Charlton with the penalty. Wow. In front of the Jimmy Seed stand. Jane Stockley stands. Referee blows his whistle, Stockley slowly walks up and drills it and gives Charlton the two-goal lead. The captain on the score sheet, coolly taken penalty. Left to Kirk, Morgan on the overlap, Kirk uses Sean Clare to his right instead. Clare thinks about a shot, goes for it as well! Oh, oh, no. What a strike from Sean Clare! Charlie Kirk, he was encouraged to shoot, took it out of his feet and gave Cooper no chance whatsoever. And Charlton have a free goal lead. Every single Charlton fan in this Valley crowd is claiming the assist for that one. Whitaker to come away with the ball. Rides the challenge of Dobson, still Whitaker on it. Gets towards the edge of penalty, takes a shot and he's scored as well. Decent finish has come from Charlton. Losing possession in midfield and then punished by Morgan Whitaker. Dobson's got Lieburn on the right hand side. Lieburn, little touch back to Morgan. Morgan, lovely ball into the box. Goes straight to Kirk again. Can he finish this time? Yes, he can! Maybe with the help of defender. A lovely football from Charlton and Charlie Kirk finally gets the goal that he's tried at least on three, four occasions now. 
to get. Can Miles Levan get there first? Galloway in pursuit. Levan does get there first. Edge of the penalty area. Payne on the outside tries to set him up again. Levan! Miles Levan scores in front of the covered end! The perfect end to a perfect night. And what a finish, Tell. What an absolutely outstanding finish. Almost finds Kirk, but there is the final whistle here at the Valley in a pulsating night it's been. What an evening that was at the Valley, an emphatic 5-1 win uh, over Plymouth Argyle. Good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. This is the Big Match Preview. My name is Louis Mendes and on this week's show we shall be looking back at that incredibly enjoyable game uh, against the Pilgrims on Tuesday and of course ahead to Saturday's home clash uh, with Cambridge United at the Valley. Joining me uh, to do just that, first up a man who uh, has ties to Cambridge himself actually, Mr Tom Wallin. How are you doing Tom? Yeah, very well, thank you. Yeah, a bit of a grudge match for you coming up Saturday. You haven't grown up in that area? Kind of, yeah. Although, as we were just saying, I don't actually know many Cambridge fans at all. But someone I was at school with used to play for him. That's a tenuous link, so we can go, we go with that. If we win on Saturday, dig, dig his name out of the phone book and, and send yeah. him a tweet or send him a, a text. And also joining us, uh, a man devastated by the fact there's a train strike and he might not be able to drink on Saturday, uh, Nathan Muller. How you doing, Nath? <laughs> yeah, not bad, mate, living the dream. I'm yeah. surprised either of us got a call up for today's show. I thought we'd just play uh, Terry and Greg's highlights and their comms on loop, all those five <laughs> goals. But uh, yeah, no, good to be here, mate. Yeah, it was an enjoyable little clip there we heard at the start of the show. Great, great performance against Plymouth. Uh, in midweek so we'll look at that game in a few moments time of course we're going to hear the post-match reaction uh, of Ben Garner and we've got one of the goal scorers uh, Miles Lieburn uh, himself on the show we've got some fans bar as well Lewis uh, went into the fans bar after the after the game we've got a great little chat uh, with a couple of chaps who are in very high spirits as I'm sure you can imagine we've got your emails uh, and tweets and then of course as I said we'll look ahead to that game with uh, Cambridge we've got Tom uh, from the Under the Abbey Stand podcast uh, to come and tell us all about the U's and then uh, Garner will give us a little bit of a a look ahead to that one. But, I mean, there we go then, Tom. We just heard the, the goals from that game against Plymouth. I mean, it's the night where it's all come together and I never dreamed it would all come together at this early in, the, in at this early stage in the season. My God, that set of pulse is racing and, and, and it's definitely got me reassessing. I don't know how I think it's going to go this season. Like I, I was a bit, mm, I'm not sure, but now, now it's started to come together already. I think, you know what? If we get a bit of luck with injuries and maybe a couple more in the squad, like I genuinely think that Garnable is going to take us somewhere, maybe make a, a dart for the playoffs. It's good to have that positivity, isn't it, after, after one decent performance. But I think you're right. And I said in the, the very first podcast of the season that I was predicting slightly better than, than a lot of the pundits. Um, my limited experience of seeing Garner's football last year made me quietly confident. But one of the big questions was, could he step up to the level above? Uh, where he was last year and, and how quickly could we adapt to it and it's very early days but I think it's safe to say we've proven we can adapt to it of course there's still going to be periods where we're, we're maybe not as clinical as we were on Tuesday night but you look back at Sunday's show and even last Thursday and we were a bit worried about goals and there was a little bit of a, a criticism around Stockley's performance and and certainly Stockley getting on the score sheet 
So I think that penalty did him the world of good. But to just get five goals from five different goal scorers, you know, we said we needed goals from all over the pitch and, and that's the way it played out. So, look, it is only one game. I didn't think Plymouth were up to much and, and there were spells where we not necessarily rode our luck, but where they had a bit of momentum. But ultimately, it's a 5-1 victory uh, and, and with a new manager and half a new team. To, to pull off a result like that that early on is is hugely positive. And yeah, I think we're um, maybe surprising a few people. As I say, not so much me, but I think, uh, yeah, there's a long way to go. But it's certainly a, a positive first few games. Mm, yeah, I mean, and I do reiterate, I think we'll need luck with injuries and uh, we'll need the squad to be completed before the end of the window, Nath. But it has been such a positive start. And, and let's also say it was a massively positive start for the former Chelsea youth player, uh, Jez Raksaki, who's arrived on loan um, from from somewhere else. I mean, what what a debut that was and, and capped it off with that early goal. Yeah, I d- when I saw him starting, I thought, uh, I did wonder how he was going to get on because, you know, he's still young. Um, you know, at home on a, on a Tuesday, you know, we can't really say under the lights with a full packed valley because it wasn't <laughs> far from it. But it was, how was he going to, you know, handle the occasion? I mean, he's done very well when obviously the was it Premier League 2 or the under 23s or under 21s, what it's called now. He was top scorer in that. Um, and yeah, so I was, I was wondering how he was going to get on. And he started, you know, full of confidence, you know, he was doing very well, was brave and he put had their left back on their backside a couple of times and sort of blow, to, blow you know, was blowing a bit at the end, but you can expect that because, you know, he's not used to proper men's football, but I thought it was such a, um, what might, such a joy to watch, you know, it's been a while since we've had someone like that, I was trying to think the other day of someone who used to run at players and, and you know, like maybe like Lookman, sort of that yeah. sort of uh, sort early of, Callum Harriet maybe when yeah. he first came around yeah exactly just someone to you know gets the ball and just has a go at someone and um, I thought he was brilliant and um, if that's his first game and he's only had a, what, a week's training or a couple of days training or whatever um, obviously it's looking good um, but yeah I mean in terms of the performance yeah, it was a great complete performance I think we, we, I think Jaden said it in his interview I think over the course of the season we've been doing it but in little patches so, like Sheffield Wednesday, we didn't play bad. We just didn't create anything or didn't fill the box enough. So, as you said earlier on the show, it's great to see it all come together. Um, but, uh, yeah, again, as you say, relying on injuries and a couple of sprinklings of signings here or there to help us along the way to have more nights like Tuesday than we did against, obviously, Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, we weren't far off against Sheffield Wednesday, but we were missing that that, that killer instinct. Um uh, you'll, you'll hear my interview with Ben later where I absolutely palm off the question about whether there's enough goals in the side. And I say, well, some people would have been tempted to say that as if I hadn't been saying that all week and asking that question. But, you know, that it, it was answered emphatically. Again, it's consistency is going to be the key. And one of those players who will need to make sure he, he grabs his fair share of goals, of course, is Jaden Stockley. And he was involved in, in, in the move that led to the, the red card, that the handball by Wilson, I think it was, from... The shot from Kirk, uh, you know, as his uh, Harry and, and Cross that, that set up that chance, uh, and he put it away from the spot, and, and that'll be exactly the Philip that he needs, Tom. Because I wouldn't say he had a bad start to the season, but he hadn't scored yet, and I think that I think that might have been playing on his mind, and obviously battled through illness a bit against uh, against Sheffield Wednesday on Tuesday, so that that was a big lift for him. Yeah, and I don't think it was just playing on his mind, as you say. From from Sunday, there were there were fans questioning whether it could fit in, and. 
We'd obviously seen the news during the week about Ghana saying, you know, it seems unlikely that we're going to get another forward in as well. And that had people sort of questioning the strategy. So, yeah, when we got that penalty, it was like the perfect opportunity. And, you know, I've, I felt already fairly comfortable that early stage in the game that we were going to win the game irrespective. So missing the penalty, I mean, who knows what would have happened. But missing the penalty from that end didn't worry me. But I just thought if Jaden misses it for his confidence, how is that going to reflect? So... Yeah, I was delighted he stuck it away. He was up and running. As you say, I thought he was obviously involved in, in the first goal. Uh, uh, sorry, involved in the build-up as well. And I thought he was just a, a handful. And yeah, I I've, haven't been to the away games this season, but both the home games that I've seen him in, you know, he doesn't look far off it, really. He had a header against Derby that maybe you'd have expected him to score. Um, he had a very similar header on, on Tuesday night that maybe should have done a little bit better and, and worked the keeper. But... He's getting in those positions and he's getting those chances. So he's up and running now. As you say, confidence will be there. And I still expect him to get 10 to 15 this season. Um, as we say, that the point is he's not going to be 20, 25 goals. We need those to come from elsewhere. And as we've said already, that's exactly what happened on Tuesday night. So, yeah, delighted for him to be up and running. Yeah. Now, one thing we're not really used to down the valley uh, Nafe is just uh, weldies week by week, but that's what we've got so far this season. I thought Aaron Henry's goal probably still the better of the two, but Sean Clare not far behind. My word, I, mean, I was right behind the line of that uh, from the press box, and he arrowed that into the top bin. It was a wonderful goal, and again, you don't you don't really expect to see that from your right back, do you? Well, considering what right backs we've had in the past few seasons, it don't surprise me to be honest. I can't imagine Chris Gunter <laughs> whopping one in. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> No, I can't imagine that. That's a fair point. <laughs> no, but I know, I know exactly. Adam Matthews, what you mean. maybe. Uh, survey says no, but I think like <laughs> Solly did it once. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I hadn't won against Lewin, but that was like a little. Well, it went in. It was a little bit of a shank, but it went in. But um, no, do you know what? It's it's nice to see a because they're bloody brilliant, um, and secondly, you can just tell. And listen, I, I know we we won five one against ten men. Blah blah blah. I'm not getting too excited, but we got to enjoy the times, all right? But we look confident. Like last season, do I ever envisage even when Sean Clare was playing on the right of a free and he used to go forward a bit? I would have never envisaged anyone to try something like that. And it looks like every single player has got you know Albie. You know, you've just got a new lease of confidence and a new like a bit of a license to go and express yourself, have a go, be brave. And, um, and it, you know, the saying is you don't buy a ticket, you're never going to win a lottery or something like that. But that uh, was really rubbish how I said that, but you know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, no, what, what a strike. And, uh, I don't know who's going to be next. It'll probably be Innes or something with like a overhead <laughs> kick from like the halfway line or something. But sure. we've we just got to enjoy it, mate. And it's absolute thunderbolt of a strike. Absolutely disgustingly filthy. Yeah, I'd love to see a Ryan Innes overhead kick just because, I mean, the ball would have to be so high in the sky just for, him, for his, how high his foot would be. It'd be incredible. Um, I mean, before we go on to the next goals, I mean, Albie was mentioned there. Tom, you were brave enough to put your name forward as uh, someone who's going to back him for goal of the se- uh, for player of the season, I should say. Um, bear in mind how well he started and the fact he's homegrown and people like that and it's a public vote. I'd say he's very much in the early running. Um, was it Trent Alexander-Albie was the tweet during the week after he filled in at right back when Claire went off? Um, but before, even before he went off, we are seeing the Albie Morgan that we've wanted to see for a number of years now. Yeah, he's definitely done himself no harm with this start to the season. Um 
I think consistency has been one of the big issues with him. Uh, and so he has to maintain that. I think overall, uh, and I think I said it on Twitter on, on Tuesday night, the balance that that midfield had and the control that midfield had is something I'm not used to seeing. Uh, and I think because you've got Dobson alongside him, me and Nath were saying it, he almost sort of played most of that first game, almost at left back, uh, just next to Clayden. And then, as you say, second half right back. And it is like the sort of dictionary definition of that quarterback role, but he hasn't got to do so much of the dirty work because he's got Dobson alongside him. So uh, he's able to pick that ball up. He's able to sort of spring spring passes forwards. But also he's got that energy and he's got that fitness to get back and make tackles when he needs to. I'm not saying he doesn't do it, but it's just that pressure isn't on there. So if he does want to go on a bit of a run and try and get forward, he knows he's got Dobson behind him. So I just think that the personnel that are in there combined with the, the formation and the setup at the moment just suits him very, very well to play what I think me and Nath would probably agree is, is his kind of ideal role. And uh, yeah, so far he's flourishing. And, you know, I, as I say, I said it last year, obviously didn't pay off. I, I'm sticking with it this year. And so far it's, uh, yeah, it's looking like it, it, there's definitely a possibility, but he has to keep it up now. He can't let those standards drop. Mm, yeah. I, I mean, one of the encouraging things about Tuesday night was was the fact we'd made those free changes. So again, we said it about the QPR game when it was sort of wholesale changes, eight, eight or so, I think. And still every, everyone seemed to be on the same page and, and the quality of the performance was still high but we made three on, on on Tuesday including Charles Clayton coming in for his first league start for the club at left back as well when I think he prefers to play a bit further up the pitch but the, the way that Ben has him playing where the left back and the left uh the left side of the three sort of overlap and intertwine and and, and the left back goes a bit more inside a little bit as well it, it played into Charles's hands because of, of all the the good performances on Tuesday night I thought I thought he was right up there played and with with one of the best considering the circumstances in which in which he was was asked to perform Nave. yeah agree 100 percent, mate i think um ben said it in his post-match you know he's not really played left back in his you know albeit short career um and it's and it's not easy when you're very attack minded and then you're all of a sudden you go yeah you can have a little bit of license but you've got to remember what's going on in behind you as well so I thought he was brilliant. I thought he offered uh, good options. I thought his runs were good. He's got good pace. Um, and even, you know, before when it was 11 v 11, you know, there's there some good good wingers out there. I mean, I don't know Whitaker was playing on that side originally on the right, but, you you know, it's not it's not easy to come into a situation and go, right, playing left, you know, home, you know, on, under the lights. And I thought he coped with the occasion really well. And he done some, like you said, he had some good movement. Um, and he can only get better, whether we use him or Ben uses him as a left-back going forward, um, or if he's still going to try and get a natural left-back in, I don't know. But I think, yeah, he, again, like Tom said about Albie, he ain't done himself any any harm. And I think Charles is, um, or Charlie, I don't really know what to call him, Char, um, he's not done himself any sort of harm in that. And I thought it was a great performance from him. Mm. And he was linking up superbly with, with Charlie Kirk. Um, and again, off the mark, now... I remember the very first game, was it Kilmarnock we played out in Spain? I was watching it on the, on the stream and there was just two or three little moments he had and that seems to sort of be how, how he plays. Like, he, he can seem a bit languid at times but all of a sudden when he gets involved, he, he he's making stuff happen and now he's topped that off with a goal and, and I think he's proven a real asset to this side at this stage of the season considering how disappointed we were last year and we know there were loads of... Uh, 
circumstances that made it difficult for him last year, Tom. But he, he's been really good, and I think Ben will be really, really pleased with how he's started the season. For sure, yeah. And I said on a on an earlier pod that I think he carries a lot of goodwill with a lot of the Charlton fans because of what he went through personally last year. And I think majority, maybe, of Charlton fans want to see it work out for him here. I think one concern I had after the Derby game, although I think overall he had a good game, was slight reluctance to take players on. You know, he tended to be cutting back in. And uh, I wondered if that was a confidence thing, whether it was just an issue with his left foot. But on on Tuesday night, and it's obviously a little bit easier once you're two or three goals up, but on Tuesday night, he seemed prepared to actually have a go at his fullback and, and try and beat his man. Uh, and that confidence just seemed to be picking up throughout the game. And obviously, as you say, to cap it off with a goal is similar to Jaden, going to add to that confidence even more. And yeah, we talked about those wide players even before Raksaki came in and, and said we're starting to build that competition for places. And after particularly the Accrington game and even Derby, we were kind of waxing lyrical about, about Corey. And now you're looking and you're thinking, well, he's going to have to fight to get his place back in. DJ obviously hasn't so far, very early days, and he's had limited game time, but hasn't looked amazing. I think if Kirk and Raksaki can keep this up, as Nave said, he looked tired towards the end, um, Jez. So if he can get his fitness up as well, you'd imagine that those two may well be starting on a regular basis. But similar to Albie, really, he's just got to kick on from that and keep that up now. Because as you say, you don't want him drifting out of games, which sadly in the early part of his career at Charlton we saw too much. But uh, yeah, he he looks like the sort of player, starting to look like the sort of player we thought we'd signed. And that goal is only going to add to his confidence for sure. Certainly did. And then uh, finally, of course, uh, Miles Leeper in front of the cover then. What a moment that was. We're going to hear from uh, Miles later on in the show. So we won't talk about that goal just too much because we're going to hear from him uh, in a few moments' time. But first, we've got to speak to the manager, Ben Garner, after that performance in midweek. Uh, an enthralling performance, if you will. Uh, I asked the addicts boss, and he said he wasn't quite ready to describe it as the perfect evening. Yeah, not quite perfect. I like the clean sheet. <laughs> um, but no, really good. I think... Um... To, to react from Saturday because there was frustration. Uh, I won't go as far as disappointment, but certainly frustration for the way we played to not get anything. And I think it's a great mentality because you go one or two ways in those situations. You either get despondent and you drop away or you roll your sleeves up and you come back harder, which is what we did tonight. So, um, yeah, can't speak highly enough of that dressing room. Really, really pleased with them. I guess the, the temptation after Saturday would have been to ask if there is enough goals in this side and it's been answered pretty emphatically today. Yeah, that was asked to me yesterday, actually. Um, yeah, I... Listen, for me, it's always the the one where you don't score, uh, it's sent forward, but we want goals throughout the side and we got that tonight. And um, we need that. We need that across the season. Um, I, I don't care who scores, as long as it's a goal for us and it's going in. So really pleased to see a number of different scorers and um, probably one or two more out there that could have gone in as well. So yeah, pleasing on that front. The Charlton fans won't care who scores as long as they're scoring for Charlton, even if they have crossed the divide from Crystal Palace. So what, what a great start for Jez Raksaki as well. Fantastic. Great debut for him, you know, for a young lad to be as level-headed and as calm as he was going into the game. And I think we've all seen tonight what talent he's got. Um, you know, great for him to score so early on. And then, you know, some of the moments he produces, he's only going to get better. He's only going to get better and hopefully he can have a fantastic season for us. Because he had those Plymouth defenders sort of backpedalling quite a lot in that first half. Is that what you're expecting to see a lot from him this season? Yeah, I think he's, his biggest attribute for me is his balance. He's got wonderful, wonderful balance, you know, coupled up with close control and his mobility. Um, but he, tactically tonight was the most pleasing thing for me because he's only had two days prep on how we wanted to press and how we wanted to be without the ball. And he's done that fantastically well for a young player. So a really mature debut and hopefully lots more to come from him. 
Obviously for Jaden as well, it's so important for him to, to get off the mark at this early stage. Yeah, I thought Jaden was excellent. He was obviously under the weather Saturday. Uh, as I said, after the game, he put in a real shift considering how poorly he was. And then to get that goal tonight and I thought his overall performance was really, really strong tonight as well. That goal from Sean Clare, that's a, I feel like we were spoilt with the one from Aaron Henry last week, but they're happening yeah. in every game at the moment. Yeah, long may it continue. It's a wonderful goal. Um, I think what the difference was in the goal as well, we'd had a couple of breaks and then we almost played too quick. And there was a great moment from Kirky where he slowed it down and then gave Sean the time and we played the extra pass and obviously what a wonderful finish it was. Yeah, down the left-hand side today, I think obviously there'll, there'll be a lot of talk about some of the players who scored, but I thought Charles Clayton for a youngster coming into the team as well, impressed. Yeah, really pleased with Charles. I thought he was outstanding, you know, considering he, he'd never played left-back before and we, we put him there in pre-season and wanted to work with him and have a look and um, and there was a fair bit of work to do, but he's taking it all on. He's getting better and better. Um, biggest compliment I can give him, he's out there looking like he's played 100 games. So um, he's great, gives us competition with Sess at left-back. The pleasing thing tonight, we made uh, a couple of changes and the, the level was still higher, which is what we won. During pre-season, I thought I saw Charlie Kirk have a couple of moments and I feel like he's grown and grown. And, and tonight, again, you must have been really pleased with how he, he put away his chance and, and his overall yeah. game. Yeah, delighted for Kirk to score and also obviously won the penalty with the effort at the back post. But um, obviously it didn't go the way he wanted last last season. And I know he had some obviously some some challenges personally as well in his, in his personal life and difficult moments. But... He's, he's growing in confidence. He, he can see that he's feeling more comfortable and he's such a talent. He's now really working hard as well, which is really pleasing. I thought he was excellent tonight. Hopefully he'll take lots of confidence from that moving forward. Now he's getting more game time as well. Are you confident he's going to stay in this window? I've seen there's been reports linking him with moves elsewhere. Yeah, listen, there's been nothing as, well, as far as I'm aware. Um, I, I've spoke to him from, from day one of pre-season, explained how we're going to work here and what we're going to do. And um, he's doing great. He's doing great. As long as he's in this building, he's our player. Um, I'll, I'll be pleased and we keep working with him. But as I said yesterday, the window's still open. Anything can change with any player in our squad. You know, every player has got a price and that goes all the way up to the Premier League. And, you know, any club can get a phone call tomorrow and there's a big offer for one of your players and, and, and it changes things. So uh, we'll see how we go over the remainder of this window. But yeah, the, the wide forwards tonight, really, really good. There was a Lieburn scoring in front of the cover then when I first started coming down here. So it's great, it's great to see Miles do it as well. I mean, if he is going to play a, a bigger part this season, yeah. it's not a bad way to start with a couple of goals in these first few games. Fantastic. You know, young lad Miles, he's getting better and better. Uh, two goals already, you know, coming off the bench in, in league games. And it was a brilliant finish tonight. It really was. It was a fantastic finish. And like you say, to do it at the cover then would be a special moment for him and hopefully many more to come. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Trying to take his man on. Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierces there. Bowers with a header. And it's Joey. Yes! 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 Oh, he scores. Oh, Patrick Barr. You absolute German beauty. Woo! Dream lad. Joey has scored. With seconds remaining. We've done it all. Get in. Come on. What a time to be a hero. Here at Wembley. Well, welcome back to Charlton Live, the big match preview. We're still mopping up that fantastic 5-1 win uh, against Plymouth uh, during the week. Just before that, we heard from Ben Garner. I mean, we haven't seen him in any adversity yet, I guess. Obviously, we had our first defeat at Sheffield Wednesday night, but we haven't we haven't had a, a two two three game run where we haven't won or we've had a couple of bad games. So we we haven't seen the other side of it yet, but so far what a find he's looking so far. The, to to get the team playing in that way. I mean he was pointed out was it was it something like eight of the starting eleven on Tuesday were here last year? To get them playing how we are playing now is remark is a remarkable start to his to his tenure here. He must be so delighted with how things have gone so far. Yeah, he'll be, he'll be absolutely thrilled and um and obviously all of us are. And like you say, there was a lot of players here last year who started. It just goes to show what coaching and ultimately confidence can do and when you play to um, play your strengths, um, I know that you know I was critical of some performance we had of Jacko last year, but the caveat to that was that we were having to play um, players in v- random positions. You know, Corey and DJ at wing back and stuff, which yeah was Jacko's choice. But it's a mate when you're playing players in their right positions, in their comfortable positions, they've got confidence. You give them license. Don't get me wrong, there's going to be games that will concede silly goals from passing out the back or being too brave, but he's given the given all of them a licence to go, if you make a mistake, fine, but you're trying the right idea, you're trying to do what we've been coaching you to do and stuff like that. And it's obviously it seems to be thriving at the moment and it's only one game and you know I don't think there'll ever be a perfect performance in any club in the world, but it's 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 a great platform to build on. And it can only give the players confidence, and obviously he's he's obviously trying to keep them grounded. Um, but yeah, great great platform to go on, and I think that result, yeah, it was ten men, but Plymouth weren't, you know, they beat Peterborough on the weekend, who were one of the favourites. So then they're, they're no mugs, uh, uh, Plymouth. Yeah, I beat think a lot of t- as well already, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of teams will be sitting up looking at that, going, we won't want to play them when Cholton are on their day playing very very well. Yeah, and especially after what the Sheffield Wednesday fans and journalists were saying about us during the week. I mean, one one negative from midweek, uh, other than the fact we, we hear that Chucks is injured again, um, the, the the amount of people that was there was announced as 12,000. Again, obviously, there's no way there was 12,000 in that ground. They've gone back to announcing the tickets sold, etc. But it's heartbreaking to see how, how empty that Alan Kerbishley stand was. You know, various reasons, but ticket prices must play a big part in it because... This this team, what we've seen so far, deserves to have more bodies in. So there has to be a rethinking strategy to get more people in the ground to see that performance 
and want them to come back, Tom. Yeah, yeah. And again, as you just said there, it is early days, but we've started the season well. Um, people are going to start coming back from holiday. Uh, the summer holidays when kids start going back to school in September. And ultimately, if we are still winning games and we are still around those top six positions over the next four or five games, you'd expect numbers to go up. Now, if they don't, I think there's a couple of reasons outside of the club's control. Um, things we've spoken about in, in recent weeks that that obviously are going to play a part for some people irrespective. But for me, driving costs down as much as you can rather than increasing them as much as you can, which seems to be what they're doing, seems to me the only way forward. And we were just talking off air, weren't we? And you know, I haven't got a very, very specific example, but to my mind, you, you're more likely to sell three tickets at 20 quid than one at 40. Uh, and therefore, you're going to make more money out of those three. So there's obviously a balance somewhere between what we're charging at the moment and charging nothing where you're going to get the most people through at the value that makes the most money for the club. And I just don't think the current numbers are it at all. Um, you know, I went with uh, a mate who, funnily enough, is coming to the Cambridge game. He's a Blackburn fan. Went with him last night to Blackburn Reading and the, the ticket was 20 quid because they'd set up a reciprocal agreement for that. Uh, all right, the standard actually wasn't that impressive for championship football, but I'm seeing a league above and I'm seeing it for 20 quid. If, if he wakes up or if he had woken up on Saturday and wanted to come to the game uh, and I hadn't bought the ticket in advance, even to sit near me in the North Lower, which is the cheapest bit, he's paying £26, £27 or something. It's not right. And uh, it's going to put off anyone who's casual or thinking about making a late decision. It's just going to put them off coming. So look, I, I admire them for trying things because, as you say, we all want numbers up and we know what that place is like, the fuller it gets. But... I think they've got they've got it wrong this year, and I think there there needs to be a change of strategy because ultimately we all want a, a fuller stadium. Mm, excellent stuff, and we want a full stadium uh, to see this next man as well, Miles Lieber, and what a story uh, he's been. And uh, you know, I thought he, I thought he struggled on on Saturday against Sheffield Wednesday, and he came into a much more um, in, much more in, enjoyable circumstances on, on on Tuesday night and wrapped it up with a goal, a goal in front of the covered end as well. So I do ask him about that. But first, I just ask for the uh, his thoughts on the way the side uh, performed throughout the evening on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, I think the team were just like unbelievable the whole game. The way we kept the ball, the way we took our chances, and were just clinical, and we kept up for the, the whole entire game. So it must have been quite quite encouraging to come on with the team already so far ahead and playing well as well. Yeah, no, like when, especially when the team's got that momentum going, it just makes it so much easier coming on and getting into the game and trying to just give it all to emphasise the win on it. Yeah, so obviously for a Charlton man to score in front of the covered end, you're just saying that obviously your old man's done that a number of times. That must have felt special to get your first senior goal at that end. Yeah, no, every that's just what I've been wishing for to, to score in front of that end. It's a kind of it's a dream come true, especially like at this stage. I was just. Just, I just wanted to score in front of them so bad. I can't it took us through the goal. I think you held it up quite well and then and fed it and then it sort of came back to you. Yeah, I think I slipped through Paney and then Paney went to get it back to me, but it like got kind of ricocheted and it was just in there. So I just thought, may as well just have a crack at it. And it went in and I was just like, went straight over and knee slid. Yeah. You knee slide, you pleased with that? Yeah, no, I thought it was, I thought it was smooth, you know. <laughs> Well, I was just trying not to get stuck in the ground. Yeah, <laughs> I mean the, the finish was really nonchalant actually. When 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 I look back at it on on the replay, it just felt like a really natural finish. It's just sort of your natural instinct when the ball drops through in that sort of area. Yeah, I just had to just have a crack at it, and hopefully it went in. And I just tried to not do it too hard, but go on my side for make sure I got the accuracy on it, and it worked. In, in terms of a, a first season in senior football as well, I don't think you could have asked for much more than, than two goals already at this stage. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's going good and I hope it just keeps going well. I'm just going to keep working hard and try my best.
Is your season going sort of beyond what your expectations were at this stage? Uh, probably not. Like I have obviously faith in myself, but the way it's going right now, I kind of imagine it will go this well. So yes, yeah, it's, it's great. Obviously, there's. I'd say a lot, a lot of trust being put in you as playing back up to to, to Jaden again at this stage. Is that something that you, you're really pleased to be able to repay Ben's trust at this stage? Yeah, ever, ever since he's come in, he's shown he has faith in me and he's given me the chance. And thankfully, I've been able to take it. So I'm just thankful that he's been so trusting and willing to, to, to keep trusting me and keep putting me out to have a go. Have you had a chance to speak to your mum and dad after the goal yet? Uh, yeah, I spoke to my mum. She's, she's screaming here on the pitch while she was <laughs> hugging me. But yeah, it was, it was funny and nice. Like, all she's done for me so it's good you know, it must make it extra special obviously I know you, your mum's very popular with, with the playing staff and obviously your, your dad was, was here when I was first coming down so very popular with the fans as well yeah no it's like just to leave my family and to, to get into it by scoring as well just, just means the world what an absolute joy it is to, to, to see Miles Levern in uh, scoring goals at the covered end just like his old man did um there's nothing better, is there, than standing behind that goal, shouting Lieburn, Lieburn, like we're all. Uh, I was going to say in in our in, like in our in our in our youth again. There, I guess you were sort of in your mid twenties when when Carl was playing. But <laughs> what what a great moment! You cheeky person. Um, no, there is well, there is one better thing than that, and that's when you're bringing two subs on, and you see Miles Lieburn stood next to Jack Payne. That's probably <laughs> one of the best things I think I've ever seen in football. But um, no, in all seriousness, unbelievable. Unbelievable. And do you know what? I know we, we you know, I said earlier after the Accurton game, you know, he's young, we've got to take our time and that. But when he comes on and has a cameo like that, not, not even if he didn't score, I'd still be saying this, but his game intelligence is unbelievable at that age and how he, how he worked that right-hand side was absolutely brilliant and he's obviously is there, is there enough there that we can rely on him without another striker no. in the score because that's obviously still a big question uh, in terms I mean, it's hard because obviously we're looking at it on the, on the face of obviously he's come off the bench and scored against Accrington he's come off the bench and scored against Plymouth so it's hard for us with our rose tinted glasses on to say no you know but as much I still think he's, he deserves his place in the squad 1 million percent and I hope he gets some more cameos but I think if Chucks is out long term or he continues to be out for a lot of time. We can't rely on Jaden for 46 games because it's a long hard season, you know. And to push, put him in that limelight and put the pressure on him to lead the line against some big old centre halves, I think it might be a bit much. Um, but who knows? It, we, we might have to do that. I just, I'd rather someone into sort of help it. You know, he's still learning the game. You know, he's still learning from Jaden. He's still learning from Ben. I just think we need that. If Chucks is you know going to be constantly out, then we I do feel we need something. Um, but that's not to say he doesn't he deserve more opportunity because I think for both games I've seen he's been absolutely brilliant and he's made a difference. And you have a lot of players come off the bench that that just fizzle out and they don't make a difference. Like mm. you know, like a DJ. No disrespect, DJ, but he doesn't really have that impact. You know, so I think he's been brilliant. And yeah, it was a delight to see. And I was. And I was just thinking before we come on, every single one of those goals on Tuesday meant something, you know, like Jez's debut goal, Jaden was going through a sticky patch, Sean's belter, Charlie Kirk's had a lot of stuff going on, so he deserved one, and obviously Miles at home, so unbelievable um, for Miles, and I just hope he keeps getting these cameos, keeps working hard, and then the sky's the limit for the boy. Yeah, certainly. Well, we have found the limit for one man, it's like Alex Gilby uh, maybe on the move, Richard Corley reporting that Lincoln, Shrewsbury and Leighton Orient 
uh, all interested in him. Uh, it's got to the stage where you just don't see him fitting in the team. So obviously, if he does go, he goes with our best wishes. But um, yeah, that's uh, one uh, possible out. Right, let's hear some fans bar, shall we? Now, this was a really good fans bar, actually. Now, Lewis went into the uh, into the uh, the bar after the game on Tuesday. Uh, spoke to a couple of fans. He certainly enjoyed uh, the performance against Plymouth. I thought it was just a night where the start of the season all came together, really. Um, I think we had a little bit of luck with certain things going our way, but generally the way we played was was fantastic throughout. And I just thought, you know, Ben Garner's been... He stuck to his principles. The team has stuck to their principles. And, you know, they've been there or thereabouts for all three or four games it's been so far, but tonight was the, the night where it, it all really came together. So, you know, and I thought we were fully justified with a 5-1 result and it could have been a lot more. So, really pleasing. And Dave, a good performance tonight. Um, Jesmond Raksaki looked very good, made his chart on debut. What did you make of his first appearance in the Charlton shirt? Well, if there are football gods, they must be smiling on him. A type of start like that, <laughs> that doesn't happen very often, does it? <laughs> and he also comes from a club where you have to say to yourself, oh, there's a Palace connection, is that good or bad? <laughs> but he's one of our own now. <laughs> exactly. I think Louis banned the word Palace on the pod, so he might edit that one out. Um, goal for Jaden Stockley tonight, struggled a bit so far this season, hasn't he, Paul? Would you make of his performance tonight much better? Uh, yeah, do you know, I think Jaden Stockley gets a really undeserved hard time from certain areas of the Chance Port, and I am so pleased that he scored tonight because I think, you know, this formation isn't perfect for him, but generally speaking, I think, you know, he scored 20 goals last season, 21 goals, whatever it was last season. So I'm desperate for him to do well. So I'm so pleased that he scored the goal, you know, and it wasn't just him scoring a penalty. You know, he won that penalty. He wouldn't have got that penalty if it wasn't his persistence. Uh, the first goal was down to him as well, you know, and there's been other times this season where he's been in the right position. It hasn't gone quite right for him. So I'm so pleased for him tonight. And I hope that, you know, Ben Garner persists him in that position because I think if he plays all season, then he will get, you know, hopefully 15 to 20 goals again and be our main man this season so yeah really pleased and Dave finally Albie Morgan tonight I thought he played really well what did you make of his performance? Well there was talk of him going and uh, I always questioned him but you've got to say I mean I watched Sheffield Wednesday and he was out this world and he's carried it on and he is now looking like a real player isn't he? So he's in the side he must be one of the first names now mustn't he? Has to be. And a great strike from Sean Clare this evening as well. Can't no, go off without no, saying that. It wasn't. Is it one of the top five goals ever scored in the Valley? Is it? Is it? Everyone looked round and went, did that go in? <laughs> it's a wonder goal. It's a wonder goal. It's up there. It must be. And he deserves it, doesn't he, I think, so far. He's player of the year. Before it, it's, it's, well, I'd vote for him now. <laughs> He's got it. He's walking it. Really enjoyed that. Thanks to Lewis and, and thanks to the two chaps who spoke to us after the game. It's, it's just great to hear happy Cholton fans because it feels like uh, it feels like it's been a long time coming. Uh, right, um, Saturday uh, before the game against Cambridge, uh, the Greenwich Food Bank are going to be collecting uh, in the car park in the West Stand um, from about an hour before kickoff. Uh, Cholton Athletic Supporters Trust have got involved with that as well. So you remember they, they tend to do it around Christmas time, but I think there's there's a bit of extra need at the moment. So uh, any sort of non-perishable goods you can you can get or bring to the value or buy them from their little Sainsbury's up the top. Uh, the, the things like canned meat, um, chocolate and sweets, uh, rice pudding, 
uh, condiments like ketchup, brown sauce, salt and pepper, etc., hot chocolate, uh, soup, and uh, toiletries like shower gel, shampoo, deodorant, toothpaste are all welcome. Uh, so if you can support the Greenwich uh, Food Bank, please do so uh, before the game against Cambridge. Well, I've got a couple of emails and tweets as well. Natalie uh, says, uh, shout out and a big well done for my dad, Keith Foreman, a lifelong Charlton fan, uh, was unable to make the game on Tuesdays. He's cycling from Land's End to John O'Groats, so he's got four days left watching uh, the game in Edinburgh against uh, Plymouth. I bet that made the, uh, the last couple of days a lot easier. Uh, so he's looking back to being val- uh, back at the value sh- uh, soon. So yeah, congratulations uh, to Keith. That's from Natalie. Uh, and Pam, an email from uh, Gowry says, uh, last night, my first live game of the season due to holidays. I can't believe the difference in a few months. I'd heard good things and watched the Derby game uh, on the stream. So I had seen a bit of the potential, certainly in the second half against Derby. What impressed me most, though, uh, was that everyone seemed fitter, had more desire. Uh, more importantly, we had organisation, people in positions that fitted. Uh, we moved the ball quicker and for the whole 90 minutes. I'm not going to go off the deep end after three or four games as it's early days. And we have to remember that uh, they had 10 for most of the game. Not that I think that changed the result. 10 to 12 games will be a better marker for how things might shape up. And uh, we have to hope uh, we can avoid the perennial injury list that we always get. Uh, I genuinely have a sense of optimism, though, waking up after the game. Tough to pick a man in the match, but Claire was outstanding. What a goal. Morgan uh, was immense, showed Im- uh, maturity and talent that we know he has. He just needs to do it week in, uh, week out. Delighted for Kirk to get his goal. would like to see him use his confidence to beat players on the outside occasionally. Uh, he seems to be loving life now, which is more important. Uh, Jaden answers some critics who said he couldn't play in this system. He could have had three or four and I'm sure more goals will come. And Raksaki, what can I say on that showing? Too good for League One. Let's enjoy him while he's here uh, before he goes back to Sainsbury's FC or another club. Uh, nicks him uh, after Christmas like Gallagher. Yeah, I'd, I wouldn't be shocked if that's a possibility. Uh, so seeing the news today about Chucks, I think we have to gamble, get someone in uh, and let Chucks go. On his day is the ideal backup, but history shows uh, and is repeating. Uh, that is too fragile. I love the pod. Uh, keep up the good work, fellas. And that's from Gary. Yeah, brilliant email there. Lots of uh, really good points. Uh, as well, then Duncan says, hi, guys. Uh, Tuesday was also my first game of the season. Everyone's, uh, everyone's jumping on the bandwagon now. <laughs> um, what a fantastic performance. Uh, what a transformation uh, from what we've seen in recent seasons. I'd uh, forgotten the feeling of enjoying us watching, enjoying watching us play. Uh, ben must be some coach because we're playing with purpose, positivity and fluidity uh, after witnessing, witnessing all of these long-range goals being scored against us over the few years. It's great to see a screamer uh, from Sean. What a goal that was. I have a bit of a dilemma uh, for Saturday. Is it right to look forward to a game and expect a, vid- a victory? Or as a Charlton fan for over 40 years... Uh, should I expect worse? Yeah, it's always at the back of your mind, isn't it, that, that something will go wrong. Uh, then Duncan does add, uh, the only sour note on Tuesday was finding out that Ollie Groom had been made redundant. I don't know Ollie, uh, and uh, I don't know the circumstances, but I want to thank him for all he's done for the club, uh, especially seeing off Matt Southall and his cronies and wish him uh, all the best for the future. That's from Duncan. And we have got a similar uh, message from Rachel as well. The, the win on Tuesday was epic. Albie Morgan has never looked better uh, or more complete as a player, but I'm struggling with what's happening off the pitch uh, and Oli being let go. Sangard keeps making brash decisions that go against the club values, and I hate it. And that's from Rachel. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, we, we absolutely have to add our own personal thanks uh, to Oli. Um, yeah, absolutely gutted to see the news that, that he's been let go. Certainly not a decision. Uh, I understand or, or think is the right one, but he's been a, he's been a massive help uh, to the show over the years. He, he was on the show long before any of us were, um, before going on to work for the club, and, and obviously uh, as in his role as sort of a, a, a media liaison, he, he, we've dealt with him a lot in, in terms of getting players on the pod and generally being a, a good advertisement for the show as well. So I, I'm sure uh, Tom and Nave, if you want, just want to add any words about Oli? He's, he's a good friend to us as well, which makes it obviously even harder. 
Yeah, I think I'll just echo what you said, mate. To be honest, I know Tom will have as I say as well, but um, an absolutely lovely lad, funny lad as well. You know, <laughs> I loves the club to pieces, and um, yeah, I was just a bit shocked, like you know, everyone else when I saw 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 the news and stuff. So yeah, obviously I wish him well. Um, um, obviously, he helped me out a lot. He gave me a couple of gigs doing comms, which you know I've never thought in a million years I'd have that opportunity to do it at a club I love. So I, owe, you know, Ollie a lot, a lot of time, and I just you know I hope whatever his next chapter is in his life, um, he's happy at and he's successful at it. Yeah, just echo that really. I uh, I was thinking the very first time I they held open auditions for Charlton Live a long time ago, and uh, I came down from Cambridge to do like a a test show and Ollie was on that show. Uh, so met him then and then obviously nothing happened with it. I moved back to, or I was still obviously in Cambridge and then obviously we've gone on to do what we do. But yeah, like we've Nath, obviously dropped our standards since then. Well, we, now. Yeah. <laughs> now you can just turn up to be honest. So uh, yeah, but um, yeah, like Nath gave me an opportunity to, to live my dream commentating on Charlton. And yeah, as I said on, on Twitter, really, uh, from what I, I know, you know, I don't know him as well as, as lots of people, uh, lots of Charlton fans, but thoroughly decent bloke. It, it doesn't make any sense to me either, but won't claim to know the ins and outs. But uh, he had the club's interest or has the club's best interest at heart and protected it from, from some people in the past when uh, when others perhaps didn't or couldn't. So, um, yeah, I just hope he's all right, really. And, uh, yeah, I hope this gets sorted in a way that he can kind of move forward from. Yeah, a bad, a bad decision, unfortunately. Right, let's move on to uh, the Cambridge game. Um, really looking forward to this one, based on based on what we saw uh, in, uh, in in midweek. And yeah, as what Duncan said in the email, I feel I feel naughty for looking forward to a home game because they're the ones that tend to bite you on on the backside. But let's hear how Cambridge have been getting on. Now I spoke to Tom uh, from under the Abbey stand at the start of the week on Monday because we, we've both been quite busy this week. So this is before the midweek game. So I'm more positive, even more positive than I was uh, when I spoke to him. Uh, he's probably slightly more negative than when we spoke to him. Cambridge got beat four one. Uh, at Portsmouth on Tuesday while we were handing out that spanking uh, to Plymouth. But anyway, I, I did ask him about the start of the season, uh, how he's feeling uh, after the uh, the start to their second season uh, in League One. Yeah, I think overall it's been pretty good, to be honest. Um, we, had a, we had a good win against Exeter on Saturday um, and a good good start to the season against MK Dons, beating them uh, 1-0 at the Abbey. Um, well, you know, obviously they're they're still gelling, I think, a little bit. But you know, a team that we, I guess, expect to be sort of in and around the top six come the end of the season. So, a very, you know, a very, very good result, really. Um, against a team that we've struggled with traditionally, the defeat we had uh, was 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 away at Oxford, which I think is, is generally speaking, a pretty tough place to go anyway. But um, yeah, I mean, we were we were pretty good on the day, to be honest with you. Very unfortunate to lose in the ninety third minute. I mean, it was um, yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's been a good start. We've had a pretty quiet summer to be honest only only I think only three or four coming in the squad didn't need a huge amount of work on it to be honest there's 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 been really good continuity at the club over the last sort of two or three years and um yeah it's 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 it started well I feel like there's a little bit more depth um uh, than maybe we had last year so um you know although again you know the target is just ultimately going to be to stay up and and kind of consolidate in in league one um yeah I, I'd like to think we can uh, you know have a have another interesting season like we had uh, like we had before yeah, I mean, I guess you you look at that 14th place finish in, in League One, your first season at, at this level for for a while, wasn't it? Um, I, I'm guessing you were delighted with that, and and if you repeat that this year, I mean, is, is there anyone getting delusions of grandeur now that you've had a mid-table season? You think, well, maybe we can make a push for the top half. <laughs> yeah, well, at the moment, after after three games, we're sat sixth, and I think there's a couple of people 
maybe thinking, could we stay there? Um, I think that's really that's going to be a bit beyond us. But um, yeah, I mean, if we can repeat what we did last season, we'll all, you know we'll all be really happy with that. I think um, I think on the face of it, you know, 14th place finish sounds a little bit boring. But I mean, you know, for you know for for the size of the club we are, the resources that we've got available to us, you know, pretty much everyone predicts us to finish, if not bottom, certainly in the bottom four last season. So to be so comfortably clear of it was was a real achievement. And if we can do the same this year, you know, it, it, it'll, it'll be a real achievement again. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see how things go. I, I, I back us on any, on any given day to be able to compete really with with any team in the league, to be honest, I mean, especially at home. But um, yeah, I, I think, I, you know, the course of, Sort of forty-six games. You know, we're going to, we're going to be. You know, I, I don't realistically expect that we'll be able to continue competing with, you know, clubs. You know, bigger grounds, bigger, bigger attendances, bigger budgets, all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, I think um, you know more of the same. I think we'll, we'll all be pretty happy to be honest. Mm. Yeah. What about the, the manager Mark Bonner? Was there any sort of interest in him in the summer because he, he has had a, a very good spell with Cambridge? Yeah, I mean he's been he's been incredible. I mean, yeah, I mean his 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 story's been pretty well publicised. Um, sort of had various different roles within the club. He was a season ticket holder in the late nineties at you know at Cambridge and 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 he's done so well since coming in. I mean, it's been pretty much a perfect managerial um you know start to his career, really. Um there hasn't really been too much talk of him going away. I I, I imagine there's been a few questions asked by you know sort of different clubs. I think there's, there, there was there was rumours that MK Dons were interested when I think it was start of last season when Russell Martin left there. But there hasn't been a huge amount of um, hasn't been a huge amount of talk that he would actually lead the club. I, I I think to be honest, the thing that's maybe putting a couple off and, and and maybe limiting the amount of interest and sort of speculation there actually is is that he didn't really have a career um, in the game. Um, he wasn't a he wasn't a player, and 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 I guess there's maybe a a suggestion that that might count against him for bigger jobs at sort of higher levels. But um, yeah, I mean that 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 suits us fine to be honest, because we're uh, yeah we're, we're absolutely loving having him. I've got I've got no doubts his 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 career will go to a higher level at some point. So it's in in my opinion really a matter of when and not and not if he does leave us. But um, yeah, he's, he's had a terrific job so far, and it seems to be um, it seems to be continuing on the way the way it left off last season. Really, it's good to hear. So, I mean, looking ahead to Saturday, we, when 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 Cambridge came to the Valley last season, you're probably unlucky to to come away with nothing. It was a a result we perhaps ground out, and very similar to the Abbey, to be fair, uh, later on in the campaign. But I mean, how, how do you see this 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 game going? Do, do you feel like there, there'll be a confidence to? To come to a a new Charlton side, we're trying to play a different way and and cause a well, an upset. Yeah, I mean, I, I, men- I mentioned earlier on. I think um, you know, I, I, I back us on, on on any given day to to you know be able to go toe to toe pretty much anyone in the, in the division. Um, you know, we've, we've 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 proved it on so many occasions that we can go away to clubs that are you know, big, you know bigger than ourselves, bigger histories, and and and, and compete. And I I'd like to think that we can do more of the same. I mean. You know, we posed we posed Oxford a few problems who are you know I, I think in terms of um you know you know where you guys might end up come the end of the season quite quite similar teams in that respect um so yeah I think I, I think we can we can cause problems we, certainly in the game the valley last season we had I remember that game pretty well we had we had quite a few good chances to you know to equalize at one nil and you know, in the end unfortunately you know, unfortunately for us it was just a kind of extra bit of quality that told. Um, I think it was Washington. I think got both the goals, or certainly got one of them. And you know, that's just a level of you know a level of um, ability, you know, a level of quality that we we, we can't afford, basically. But um, yeah, I'd I'd like to think that you know, come Saturday, we'll be we'll be we'll be ready to go. And I think there's plenty of players in our team that can 
that can hurt pretty much any, anyone in the division. And um, yeah, I, I like to think we can come away with something. Yeah, I mean, which are those players that you think the are the stands out in in your squad this season? I think I think the 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 main one and the obvious one is probably Sam Smith. Um, he actually had two or three really good chances out the valley last season. I think two one on ones that he that he did manage to convert, but he went on to score twenty one goals in, in all competitions, which is his best ever season and, and really one of his first sort of full seasons in, in in professional football. He's had sort of various loans out before in his career, and he seems to be really kicking on. Um, he's got such a good eye for goal. Got his first got his first of the season on Saturday against Exeter. Um, I guess the other one will probably be will probably be Harvey Nibs. Um, he'll probably play just behind uh, Joe Ironside, who, who's our kind of number nine. Um, so he sort of buzzes around, buzzes around. Harry's defenders really makes life difficult. He's um, his progression over the last sort of six months has been has been really really strong. Um, so he'd be another one. But yeah, I'd certainly say in terms of one person who could who could win you know who could win us the game, it'd probably be Smith just because of his uh, just because of his eye for a goal. Thanks very much to Tom. Always great to speak to a, a fan of a, of a different club, learn a bit more about Mark Bonner's side. Um, yeah, obviously that that result in midweek aside, I, I think like they're they're better at home so far. They they've won all their home games. They beat Millwall in the League Cup as well. Nath, um, a couple of defeats in. I mean, we, we have to remember how well they played against us twice last year. I mean, particularly here at the Valley, we were we were quite lucky to come away with a two 0 win. So. Just because they got beat in midweek and, and we we're on a good run, I think anyone who thinks they're going to roll over because you know we're this fancy new Charlton side is is going to be in for a bit of a disappointment on on Saturday. It's going to be a tough one. Yeah, and I thought I thought they um, earned some plaudits last year, which and I think they deservedly got. Um, I think they beat obviously they beat Newcastle in the cup. I know Newcastle were a different beast now than what they were, but um, I think they're one of those sides where I think they, you know, they're, they're here on merit. And they're not going to be the biggest spenders and they're probably not going to have all the superstar names of League One in their side. But they work hard. They've got some good players. And, and yeah, they're a team that you don't take lightly because if you do, like as you say, in the home game, we did win 2-0, I think it was, or 2-1 or 2-0. Um, and, yeah, and if we do take them lightly and we get too overconfident, then we'll find ourselves on a with a result that we don't want especially after mm. Tuesday so just keep our wits about us respect them but know what we're good at um, and I've, I think we'll be fine but they've got some good players Yeah well I did ask Ben Garner on Tuesday just to have a quick look ahead to the game and I asked about the three players that came out of the side uh, in midweek the likes of Corey Blackett-Taylor uh, Ryan Innes and uh, Stephen Sessignon uh, they were all dropped to the bench and uh, I just asked him to confirm as well that that was just a case of managing minutes uh, and not injury problems yeah, and the pleasing thing is the the quality within the squad. When we change, um, there's not a big drop in terms of quality, in terms of effort, in terms of work ethic. It's all very much of a muchness and similar levels, which is what we want. And uh, we look at Saturday now and choose the team we think is right for that. Uh, and same on Tuesday, etc. And the players need to understand that it's a it's a squad game, and people are going to come in and come out of the team. And they've brought into that so far, and hopefully we'll continue to do so. So I'll probably give you some extra headaches ahead of that game with Cambridge on Saturday. Yeah, there's always headaches. You know, we had a we had a group training today where players that, that weren't in the match day squad, and they were absolutely brilliant today. So um, that's what we want. It, you know, we want that competition, and um, some players have got to be patient at the moment and are waiting for an opportunity. And we need that constant, healthy competition. Everyone's got to be pushing each other. We've we've had that, and we have to continue to have that moving forward. Charlton against Cambridge last season had to grind out two two nil wins, but I guess you'll be hoping for a bit more of a free a free flowing performance like you saw today. Yeah, we hope for a good performance, but obviously the most important thing is we want to win the game.
Um, I think we've had three really good performances in a row, um, three and a half, second half of the derby game. And we need to keep building on that. We can't drop our levels and we need to respect every single team that comes in. And we have to make this as difficult a place to come to as possible. There we go. That's uh, Mr. Garner. Um, yeah, so managing minutes for those three chaps. So it get a massive headache for 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 Saturday, Tom, because, I mean, how do you drop Claydon after that performance? But then again, how, how could you not have a Sessignon who's looked really lively going forward? Like, Corey Blackett-Taylor has been really good, but, you know, Raksaki has to start for me if he's fit enough. Um, and, 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 you know, as, as someone who famously dislikes all of our central defenders for some reason, I thought Innes and... O'Connell both look good on uh sorry uh, Lavelle and O'Connell both look good uh pretty you know overall on, on on Tuesday so I'm not sure what changes I'd make other than if they're ones you have to make for the minutes yeah I pretty much agree with you there was a there was a moment very very early on first couple of minutes I think where Lavelle looked a little bit shaky and I thought you'd enjoy that but like you I thought he went on to have a very good game and yeah you're right it is a headache but it's a nice headache to have isn't it and uh, yeah, I completely agree with you. I think unless there's uh, a need to bring them off or, sorry, to rotate them ahead of the game, then I think you start with the same 11. I was surprised, particularly when we got our two or three goal cushion and three or four one, that he didn't rotate people a little bit earlier um, because, you know, the likes of Stockley at the moment that we're relying on, you know, the game was done. Um, but, you know, I think he kept players out there as long as he could. He doesn't look like someone that, that brings people off for the sake of it. So, yeah, I'd I'd love to see uh, Claydon get a go again because I was very, very impressed with him. I think the midfield at the moment is picking itself anyway. And yeah, uh, maybe Innes, the only reason bringing Innes in would maybe be if there's a, a need for a physical threat in, in that regard. Uh, and yeah, Raksaki again has to start if he's fit. So I wouldn't expect wholesale changes, but um, yeah, it will just come down to fitness. I think, uh, I don't think we've got a Tuesday game, have we, next week? So He's got yeah, a full week League then Cup after up that. At Walsall, yeah, yeah. We're so in the you'd League expect Cup up at Walsall. you'd expect big changes then anyway. So um, yeah, an opportunity for a little bit of a break for the first team is then anyway. So yeah, I think unless he has to, I think it'll be pretty much the same. Excellent stuff. Right, well, looking forward to the game. Should be a good one uh, on Saturday. Don't forget um, after the game, if you're in the fans bar, have a look out for Lewis or, or Ben or whoever's there. Uh, to grab some post-match reaction. You could be on Sunday's show. And then don't forget to listen to Sunday's show. Uh, you can email us at uh, studio at charltonlive.co.uk uh, or you can tweet us at Charlton Live if you want to have your say on Sunday's show about the game uh, against Cambridge. Let's hope for another a big win. Right, thanks to those of you who had your say uh, this evening and to listen to the pod. Thanks, as always, uh, to Tom and Nath. Always an absolute pleasure to speak to you, beauties. Cheers, Cheers you sexy beasts. Lovely stuff. Right, I'm Louis Meadows. Thanks for listening. We shall see you again on Sunday. Plymouth who get us underway. Attacking the covered end in the first half. Charlton attacking the Jimmy Seed where a decent number of Plymouth fans have made the trip eastwards. Claire just uh, looked like he might have been impeded trying to get to that, but Charlton have it anyway. Ball into Stockley. Gets his head there, tipped away. Raksaki on his debut. Scores for the Addicts. Charlton.
Some were looking for the foul initially when Claire tried to nip in for the challenge. Referee waved it on. The ball into the box. Looking for Stockley. Got his head there. Keeper saved it. And then Raksaki following it in. What a way to mark your debut. What a way indeed, Tell. Plymouth guilty of overplaying. His head is over Gillespie's head as well. And he has to go back to his goalkeeper. He's under pressure from Fraser. Ball out, it's slightly risky. Can Stockley get there? He can. Jaden Stockley for Charlton. Takes a touch, looks for options. Looks towards the far post. Charlie Kirk, oh! Is that a hand? Yes, yes it, it is. is. Charlton with the penalty. Charlie Kirk's shot. He's blocked by a hand. I think it was Wilson. There's a red card as and well. And there'll be a red card. Plymouth down to 10. And Charlton with the penalty. Wow. In front of the Jimmy Seed stand. Jane Stockley stands. Referee blows his whistle. Stockley slowly walks up and drills it and gives Charlton the two goal lead. The captain on the score sheet. Coolly taken penalty. Left to Kirk. Morgan on the overlap. Kirk uses Sean Clare to his right instead. Clare thinks about a shot. Goes for it as well. Oh, oh, what a strike from Sean Clare. Charlie Kirk, he was encouraged to shoot, took it out of his feet and gave Cooper no chance whatsoever. And Charlton have a free goal lead. Every single Charlton fan in this Valley crowd is claiming the assist for that one. Whitaker to come away with the ball. Rides the challenge of Dobson, still Whitaker on it, gets towards the edge of penalty, takes a shot and he's scored as well. Decent finish has come from Charlton. Losing possession in midfield. And then punished by Morgan Whitaker. Dobson's got Lieburn on the right-hand side. Lieburn, little touch back to Morgan. Morgan, lovely ball into the box. Goes straight to Kirk again. Can he finish this time? Yes, he can! Maybe with the help of defender. A lovely football from Charlton. And Charlie Kirk finally gets the goal that he's tried at least on three, four occasions now to get. Can Miles Levan get there first? Galloway in pursuit. Levan does get there first, edge of the penalty area. Payne on the outside, tries to set him up again. Levan! Miles Levan scores in front of the covered end! The perfect end to a perfect night. And what a finish, Tell. What an absolutely outstanding finish. Almost finds Kirk, but there is the final whistle here at the Valley and a pulsating night it's been. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.